Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Gisela Aguiar, and my goal is to show you how to have a fulfilling personal relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the salvation that is through Christ alone by the free gift of God's grace. It looks like 2021 may be as challenging as 2020, if not more. We need to trust in something that is eternal, that is not of this world. And that is Jesus Christ, our confident hope. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to read the Bible for yourself. Seek the truth. Ask God to open your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what His Spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the Word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Is there hope for Peter? Jesus restores the betrayer. Have you ever had a good opportunity only to blow it? I have. I remember coming out of a job interview thinking, I blew that one, and yes, I didn't get the job. Going over it in my head, I should have answered a question differently. Well, you can drive yourself crazy with the woulda, coulda, shouldas. Before we look at the last chapter of the Gospel of John, let's review Peter's life since he met Jesus and then how he blew it. Peter and Jesus. First, we have Peter, the humble fisherman. So Andrew, Peter's brother, first saw Jesus when he was baptized by John the Baptist, and he ran to tell his brother that he found the Messiah. Jesus had been preaching in the area, and word of his miracles, like turning water into wine, had spread. In Luke 5, we learn that Peter, Andrew, and his partners John and James, the sons of Zebedee, had fished all night long and caught nothing. These were professional fishermen. This was their livelihood. During this particular season, the best fishing was late at night and in shallow waters. That morning, Jesus, who borrowed Peter's boat to preach to the people on the shore, told him to go out into the deep water and fish. It was totally against everything Peter knew about fishing. Peter's reaction was, if you say so, we'll go. He trusted Jesus. They caught so many fish that the boat almost sank. Peter's reaction was humility. In Luke 5, 8, when Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. Well, then Jesus recruits him, Andrew, James, and John to become fishers of men or people. They dropped their nets and followed Jesus. Later, we have impetuous Peter. During the transfiguration, when Jesus miraculously shines and Moses and Elijah come to speak with him, impetuous Peter gets excited. In Luke 9.33, as Moses and Elijah were starting to leave Peter, not even knowing what he was saying, blurted out, Master, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials or tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Oh, he was so excited. Then we have blessed Peter. When, when Jesus asked the disciples, who do you say that I am? Okay, then we have um, Peter's reaction in Matthew 16, 16 through 19. Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, you are bl blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. 
Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Now, this doesn't mean what the Roman Catholic early church leaders twisted it to mean. And I did an in-depth article about um, how Peter is not the first pope. And there's a link in my blog to that, and there's a link to my blog in the show notes. All right, next we have Clueless Peter. When Jesus started washing the disciples' feet before the Last Supper, Peter didn't get it. John 13, 8 through 9. No, Peter protested, you will never wash my feet. And Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Simon Peter exclaimed, then wash my hands and head as well, Lord, not just my feet. Then we have proud Peter. Jesus tells them that he'll only be with them a little while longer, to which Peter replies, I'm ready to die for you. It's in John 13, 37. Then Jesus tells Peter that he will deny knowing him three times before the rooster crows. And we have Peter the betrayer. Later, after Jesus is arrested and taken to the house of the high priest, Peter denies him three times and the rooster crowed. I bet for the rest of his life, every time Peter heard a rooster crow, he remembered what he did to Jesus. Peter is restored. In the final chapter of John, Peter gets a second chance. Let's dig in. We're in John chapter 21. So Jesus has been crucified. He's, he's risen. So we have, this is, so this is after Easter. So, so later, Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there. Simon Peter, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, that's James and John, and two other disciples. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they all said. So they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. And he called out, fellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, throw out your net on the right side of the boat and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. Then the disciple, the disciple Jesus loved, which is John, said to Peter, it's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped for work, jumped into the water, and headed to the shore. So he put on his clothes to go and jump in the water. All right. The others stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore, for they were only about 100 yards from shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. Bring some of the fish you've just caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to shore. There were 153 large fish, and yet the net hadn't torn. Now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these do? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him again, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt 
that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were young, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to let him know by what, by what kind of death he would glorify God. Then Jesus told him, follow me. Peter turned around and saw behind them the disciple that Jesus loved, John. The one who had leaned over to Jesus during the supper and asked, Lord, who will betray you? Peter asked Jesus, what about him, Lord? And Jesus replied, if you want him to remain alive, if I'm sorry. Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. So the rumor spread among the community of believers that this disciple wouldn't die. But that isn't what Jesus said at all. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? The disciple is the, uh, this disciple is the one who testifies to these events and has recorded them here. And we know that his account of these things is accurate. Jesus also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. So we have the recalling of Peter. P Peter's had a roller coaster ride of emotions, humility, impetuousness, lust, clueless, prideful, and so scared that he denies even knowing Jesus. Now, after Jesus is crucified, Peter wants to go back to work. He wants to return to the life he was comfortable in, fishing. He feels defeated, lost, hopeless, and disqualified. Jesus here recalls him to ministry. Feed my sheep and follow me, he tells him again. What about John? Peter wanted to know what would happen to John. Jesus basically said, that's my business. Well, John goes on to write three letters in, and, and the book of Revelation, which depicts Jesus' return and victory over Satan. And we know Peter in Acts 2, when he receives the Holy Spirit, becomes very bold and courageous and brave. And he goes on to preach the word. And you can read all about um, uh, Peter's ministry in the book of Acts, um, which I did a whole series on. And you can find that link over in my blog. What about you? What resonates with you in Peter's story? Have you blown it? Do you think you sinned so bad that you could never earn redemption? That's just it. You don't have to earn anything. Jesus sacrificed his life for you, so you don't have to. He died taking your past, present, and future sins with him. All you have to do is believe. Believe, repent, be baptized, and receive the Holy Spirit. Believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ and he died taking your sins away forever. Repent of your sins. Stop sinning. Do a complete 180 in your life and surrender your life to him. Be baptized. Show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ. Receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. And if you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit in a one-way, nonstop, take it to heaven, that you won't be left behind at the rapture, this is what you have to do. Invite Jesus into your heart. If you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or 
you can click on over to my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. And you could, in the bottom of my blog, I embedded, I think this is one of my favorite hymns in Christ alone, because it really just explains what Jesus did for all of us. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it. And then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.